1: When I walk into the commissioner's office, I don't realize that this assignment's going to wind up with my life getting saved because I shoot my only friend in the deal. Commissioner? You sent for me? You're going out for a black market operation this trip, Steve, an operation that's unbalancing the entire Mediterranean economy and therefore seriously hampering recovery and defense. Sounds like a king-sized organization. They're
2: convinced it's run by one man, an international criminal, but we've never been able to run him down. They're convinced, too, that he originally financed the project with money secured through various jewel robberies. Yesterday, the French Surete picked up a man named Dugard in Marseille. Monsieur
1: Dugas is a jeweler. Also a fence? No, he claims his job was simply to break down the stolen jewelry. Get over there, Steve. Check with Inspector Bichot of the Surete. Dugas is the only link we have to the black market organization. Pack down this lead. Get to that organization. Smash it. Well, that's it. You've got your assignment. Good luck.
0: National Broadcasting Company is presenting Dangerous Assignment, starring Brian Donlevy in the role of Steve Mitchell, colorful two-fisted government agent. At all those places of the world where danger and intrigue walk hand in hand, there you will find Steve Mitchell on another Dangerous Assignment. Magnificent musical entertainment is yours for the listening every Monday evening on the NBC radio network. Listen on most NBC stations to these great programs. The Railroad Hour with singing star Gordon McRae, and charming guest artists from Musicdom's Hall of Fame. The voice of Firestone, featuring Howard Barlow and the Firestone Orchestra and Chorus in the melodies you enjoy hearing. The Telephone Hour, with the music of Donald Voorhees and the Bell Symphonic Orchestra. Yes, and Encore, NBC's new Monday night program special featuring Meredith Wilson, Marguerite Piazza, and Robert Merrill. Yes, every Monday night, listen to the best musical entertainment on this NBC station.
1: Sure, I've got my assignment. Get over to Marseille, find out what I can about a jeweler named Degar, and hope the information leads me to the top man heading the black market organization operating along the entire Mediterranean area. It's early Wednesday afternoon when my plane lands, and I hurry over to police headquarters. A few minutes later, I'm in a huddle with Inspector Bichot of the French Tourist
3: To believe Dugar's story, Monsieur Mitchell, we found this in the shop, a letter. Dated two days ago. And the envelope bears the postmark of Nice. According to this letter, Dugar is going to receive a package by the end of the week. A necklace. We oui, and there at the bottom of the page is a rough sketch of the necklace with instructions how it is to be broken down.
1: Have you received a report of its being stolen? Uh, no,
3: no, but we sent a description of the necklace to all the leading jewelry firms in Europe. Uh, two hours ago, we received a reply from the house of Figeac in Paris. And they've identified the bracelet? Yes, yes. It belongs to the Countess
1: Navarre. Is she by any chance staying in Nice at present? That is correct. She has a villa there. You know, Inspector, it's possible that necklace hasn't been stolen yet.
3: Quite. We have been informed there is to be a gala reception at the villa tonight. And, of course, the Countess will wear a necklace. Look, could you arrange for me to get an invite to this little soiree, Inspector? I will arrange everything, monsieur. But uh, a word of caution. If your attention is distracted, but for a moment... Yeah, I might miss the play entirely and
1: our friend might get away. Look... Maybe we'd better change our plans. Oh?
3: In what way, monsieur?
1: Maybe we should arrange it so that the thief would have to come after me. Ah?
3: You intend to steal the necklace yourself?
1: Well, I'll admit my technique is a little rusty,
3: but... I see, I see. Yes. Yes, the thief watching the countess closely would most certainly observe the theft. Uh, Would follow you when you left the villa, huh? Yeah, and that way
1: I might get to his boss, the head of the black market outfit. It's worth a try. What do you say, inspector?
3: Mm Hmm. Why not, monsieur? Why not, eh?
1: The inspector and I go over our plans in detail. We cover all the angles, including my rusty technique. While the inspector makes a phone call, I hurry down to Dugar's cell, and we have a chat. He can't give me any more information than the inspector already has, so I mush on... Ten minutes later, I stroll into a small bakery shop not far from police headquarters. The proprietor, a small dapper gent, greets me.
2: Good afternoon, monsieur. You are Paul Bizak? At your service.
1: I'm Steve Mitchell. Inspector Bichot telephoned you.
2: Ah, me oui. You are the pupil, eh? Bien, come. Come this way. I have a small apartment in the rear of the shop. Uh, You will not be disturbed there.
1: You must be pretty good, Bizak. The inspector gave you a high recommendation.
2: Good, monsieur. I was in my prime considered the best in my profession. Then, alas, the Sirité made me see the error of my ways. I paid my debt to society, and now I am a baker. you a very good one, monsieur. I don't doubt that. Me and him. The inspector tells me you have had some training. Well, in a way, yeah. Uh... Forget it. Huh? Forget all you have learned. We start from the beginning, the Pizak method. Now, the item you are to appropriate is a necklace, eh? That's right. Yeah. This string of beads will serve as a necklace. Now, a moment, and I will turn on the victrola. Then, now, may I have this waltz, Monsieur? What?
1: Hey, look, I didn't come here for a dancing lesson. But, Monsieur, you will be dancing with the lady when
2: you remove her necklace. Oh. Shall we dance? Okay. Who leads?
1: new waltzing around the back room of the bakery shop with an ex-jewel thief, and it doesn't take long to catch on to the routine, particularly when you're being coached by a sleight-of-hand artist like Paul Bizak. Finally, he seems to think I've earned my diploma, and he hands me a tiny pair of snippers. These, monsieur, you will keep
2: well eaten in your hand. At the right moment, sneak. the necklace is yours. And remember, the sleeve work is important. That is where the amateur generally fails, the sleeve work.
1: I'll remember, Professor.
2: You have been a most excellent pupil. It has been a
1: pleasure. Thanks. Oh, uh, by the way, here's your wallet. My wallet?
2: (laughs) Bien, monsieur, bien. You learn fast. (laughs) Not bad, eh? Not bad at all, monsieur. Bien, monsieur. Hey, my credentials. Good afternoon, monsieur.
3: Over here, Inspector. Ah, uh, Monsieur, meet you. yeah. Bien, you're on time. Uh, that is your plane over there. It leaves in a few moments. How long will it take me to get to Nice? You should arrive by 7 o'clock. At precisely 8 o'clock, you will enter the grounds of the villa. Proceed to the rear of the house. Somebody will meet you there. An American named Kimbrough, eh? He is well known along the Riviera. He will see to it that you meet the right people. The rest, Monsieur, is up to you. Okay, Inspector. Thanks for everything. Yeah. Bon chance, Monsieur. Bon chance. And be careful,
1: Everything goes according to schedule. At 7 o'clock, I land at Nice at the hotel. I slip into my soup and fish, and a few minutes after 8, I stroll into the grounds of the villa. My contact, lean, lanky Jim Kimbra, hustles me into the villa via the kitchen, and we finally wind up in the ballroom.
0: This is where the rat race takes place, Steve.
1: Nice crowd. You know most of them? You no, know, a few new faces, like that sultry-looking little doll over there, dancing with the tall gent in the fest. Her name's Felicia Belfano. You'll want to meet her. Yeah, it'd be a pleasure. Yeah, you'll also want to meet the guy she's dancing with, Alex Carino. He's uh, new around here. Where's the countess? Hasn't come down yet. Just waiting till everybody's here so she can make the grand entrance, I guess. Oh! Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. How nice to see you again. Uh, hello, Bernie. Uh, Steve Mitchell, Justin Bernard. Uh, pleasure, Mr. Mitchell. Mr. Bernard. Uh, such a long time it has been, eh, hey, Jimmy? Uh, Monte Carlo, wasn't it, Bernie? Oh, oh please, please. Don't, don't remind me of that. <laughs> my luck was lousy, too. Uh, Jimmy, my boy. A school fever, huh? How much? Oh, no, 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 no. You misunderstand. The young lady you were dancing with a short time ago. Over there. Felicia? Oh, Felicia.
0: It's a beautiful name. Beautiful. You want an introduction? <laughs> I would be eternally your debt, Jimmy. Okay, pal. Well, see what I can do. Good boy. Good boy. Au revoir, Mr.
1: Mitchell. So long, Mr. Bernard. He's a wolf boy, Steve. He collects objects, darts and dolls. Live ones, that is. I guess that. His fangs were showing. Well, come on. Let's circulate. Circulate, and through Jim Kimbrough, I meet practically everyone who is anyone on the Riviera. An hour goes by, and still no sign of the Countess. I'm beginning to get a little worried when finally she makes her grand entrance, and all of a sudden, my clever little plan doesn't look so clever.
0: Hey, Steve,
1: do you see what I see? Yeah, she isn't wearing the necklace. My schedule falls apart right here. Something's gone wrong, that's for sure. Hey, wait a minute, look over there. Yeah, Felicia Belfano heading up the stairs. Come on, let's tailor when we get to the second floor Felicia is nowhere in sight while Kimbrough cases the corridor I slip into the countess's room there's a jewelry box on her dressing table and the necklace suddenly I get the feeling I'm not alone in the room I scoop up the necklace he's out onto the balcony and climb down the ivy covered wall a few minutes later I'm out on the street I grab a cab, and as we pull away, I look out the rear window. On the grounds of the villa, a pair of car lights are suddenly switched on. The car comes down the driveway and starts trailing my cab. I know I'm in business.
0: Steve Mitchell will continue his dangerous assignment in just a moment. To combat heart disease, this nation's leading cause of death, two things are essential for further progress. First, there must be broader knowledge of the heart diseases. We do not know the exact cause of high blood pressure and hardening of the arteries. The causes of congenital heart defects are only beginning to be understood. The origin of rheumatic fever is still a mystery. Obviously, research must be pressed in these fields. Also, there must be fuller application of existing knowledge. This means education of the public as well as the medical profession. It also means more community heart programs. These are the aims of the 1953 Heart Fund. Because it affects you and your community so seriously, this is your problem. Our scientists must be furnished the tools to fight this common enemy. Won't you give to fight heart disease? Send your contribution to Heart, H-E-A-R-T, Heart. Care of your post office in your community. Dangerous Assignment, and Brian Donlevy as Steve Mitchell.
1: Well, so far the operation hasn't gone quite according to plan, but the net result is the same. I've got the Countess's necklace and somebody's following me, probably the jewel thief, who could be pretty burned up that I beat him to it. So if I play my cards right and find out who he or she is, I may be able to get to the boss, the gent who's running the black market outfit. I head for my hotel and go to the bar. A plainclothes cop gives me a nod and slides out of one of the booths. I slide in. I reach down as I slip under the seat. I slip the necklace in. And I settle down and wait. I don't have to wait long. Hello. Oh, Miss Belfano, isn't it?
4: Felicia Belfano. We met at the Countess Villa. Yeah, sit down. Thank you. It is a surprise seeing you here. Is it? Yes, I did not know we were staying at the same hotel.
1: Oh, you're staying here too, huh? Quite a coincidence.
4: No, not a coincidence. I was a late arrival here in Nice. The other hotels were filled.
1: I see. You're on vacation?
4: No, not exactly. I'm a dancer on tour. They wanted me to perform at the contest's, but suddenly I decided to leave. Oh? A most persistent and annoying man named Bernard kept after me.
1: Oh, yeah, the boy wolf.
4: But I must say, I'm quite disappointed in this place, Steve.
1: Oh, I don't know. There are quite a few things to do around here if you know the right places. And the right people, huh?
4: Maybe I have not been with the right people.
1: Maybe. That uh, big fellow with the fez you were talking to at the concert, is a friend of yours?
4: Alex? Casual acquaintance. But I believe we were speaking of excitement. Things to do with the right people.
1: Uh, Like to see for yourself? Yes. Okay, let's go, Felicia.
4: Let me go up and change, Velta. I'll only be a moment.
1: She heads out of the bar. After a second or two, I get up from the booth and ease over to the door, just in time to see her stop at the magazine counter and exchange a few words with a guy who's been standing there real casual-like. It's Alex, the big guy in the fez. Felicia goes up the stairs and I go back to my booth. Two minutes later, I've got company again. Uh,
3: Good evening, sir. Good evening. Huh? Oh, I believe we met at the party earlier this evening? Uh, To be sure. I am Alex Karinos, and you are... Steve Mitchell. To be sure. <laughs> Sit down. Thank you. But I will not stay. You bored with the party, too? Not exactly. Uh, I was, as a matter of fact, enjoying myself to the utmost until a charming young friend of mine left suddenly. Oh? The night is young, Mr. Mitchell. If you are a stranger here, perhaps I could show you some of the attractions of the place. Huh? Why, thanks,
1: Alex, but I sort of have a date.
3: In that case, allow me to congratulate
1: you on your good fortune. thanks. I hope it is. Who is it? Steve Mitchell.
4: Come in, Steve.
1: Hey, what's the deal, Felicia? I thought we were going to do the town together. I've been waiting down in that bar 15 minutes. Alex is long gone, and... Hey, what's the matter? What are you staring at? Steve. Don't move. What? I'm right behind you. Yeah. <laughs> So's that gun of yours. Who are you? I will ask the question for the moment. Where's the necklace? I don't wear necklaces. Don't waste my time. It is not in the room. It's not on the girl. Therefore, if the two of you are in it together, you must have it. Look, Steve,
4: I, I don't understand any of this. What is he talking about?
1: You understand that if you'll turn over the necklace, we can perhaps make a deal. What kind of a deal? My name is Sargo. I'm an insurance investigator. Oh? My company sent me to investigate the many jewel robberies along the Riviera. I was knocked unconscious near the Contessa's room when I recovered the necklace was gone. I learned that you and this young lady had left the party. I traced you here. Now, uh, the necklace. I don't have it. You will allow me to find it out for myself. I will search you please stand very still. Wait a minute. I said stand still. This is no good. He's sure to find my credentials and comment on them. If Felicia is in on the deal, that'll blow it sky high. I can't risk it. I I'll knock his gun to one side with my elbow and flatten him. Steve,
4: oh. you did steal the necklace.
1: Look, we'd better split up. Meet me down at the waterfront. The small pier farthest east, 15 minutes. We can talk about the necklace and what we're going to do with the money, huh? out of a room down the back stairs and through a few assorted alleys to the waterfront. I wait on the pier in the shadows for about 20 minutes. Then I hear somebody coming.
2: Okay, hold up,
0: Steve.
1: Hey, Jim Kimbrough. Oh, brother, you scared me out of five years' growth. Wait a minute. What are you doing here? How come you knew about the meeting place? Well, I came to tell you Felicia's on the level. She's not involved in the deal. How do you know? Well, as soon as you left her hotel room, she called the police, told them you wanted to meet her here. Oh, great. Well, that leaves me fresh out of Leeds for the moment. Yeah.
3: That's far enough, gentlemen. Well, hello, Alex. You would not accept my invitation to accompany me earlier, but this is a much better opportunity anyway. The necklace, please.
1: He moves closer to frisk me. Suddenly, Kimbrough hacks the gun out of his hand. I scoop it up, then I get an idea. I may need Kimbrough later, and I warn him on the loose. I wink at him, he gets the message. I point the gun slightly to one side of him and pull the trigger. (gasps) He does a real convincing job of it. Alex's eyes almost pop out. You.
3: You such your own partner.
1: Ex partner. He was getting grabby. He wanted half of the take from the necklace.
3: Okay, I can see you are not one to trifle with. Well. Good, good. Then we can perhaps make a deal, And I will not ask for half. I will be satisfied with quarter.
1: You're in no position to make a deal. I've already got the necklace.
3: Uh, but you are marked not, Mr. Mitchell. Uh, first a jewel there, now a murder. You'll probably not get out of Nice alive. Unless, unless, of course, I could arrange safe passage, which I can thanks to certain connections.
1: Maybe you've got a point. Anyway, we can talk about it.
3: Uh, we can talk at my apartment.
1: Why not at your boss's place? I am now my own boss. Oh. Come. So, you were in the countess's room when I lifted the necklace, huh, Alex? You know, I thought I felt somebody watching me.
3: Oh, you can imagine my rage. I planned it carefully. After I knocked the guard unconscious and hid his body, I slipped into the room. Then you came. And I had to hide. Uh, here, here's my apartment. Where are the lights? I will get them. There.
1: Bernard. Will... Hey.
3: Yes, Bernard. Bernard! It's
1: getting rid of your stooge, huh? Eh? You could not have put it better, Mitchell. So the amateur wolf has sharper teeth than I figured. You're the boy who's running the black market setup. Exactly. One thing I don't get, why'd you have Alex keep on the jewel robberies after you got enough dough to start the black market operation? Continuing the thefts was his own idea. I told him to stop and leave the area. He did not obey. Now he's dead. And you're next. you forget I have the necklace hidden. you forget I'm not interested in the necklace. I only wish to close your mouth. Suddenly I spot somebody outside the window on the fire escape. It's Kimbrough. He tries to ease the window open, but it makes a little noise. Bernard whirls toward it. I lunge at Bernard and knock the gun away, but he gives me the knee and sends me sprawling into Kimbrough. We both hit the floor. Bernard runs out of the room. We scramble to our feet and follow. There he goes upstairs, Steve, heading for the roof. We pound up after him, chase him across the roof. He reaches the edge and then dives across at the next roof. He's not going to make it. His hands clutch the edge frantically, but he can't hold on. Ah! Brother. Well, that's that. Yeah. I thought that dive I took when you staged that fake shooting was something. But it didn't compare with Bernard's just now. No, it sure didn't, Jim. I guess you might say the black market just hit the bottom.
0: Our star, Brian Donlevy, will return in a moment. Variety is the spice of life, they say, and variety is what we at NBC attempt to give you each Thursday evening. Each Thursday on most NBC stations, you'll hear such entertaining programs as the Roy Rogers Show, Father Knows Best, Truth or Consequences, the Judy Canova Show, and Eddie Cantor show business show. Roy Rogers brings Western song and adventure from the Double R Bar Ranch in Paradise Valley. Then later it's time for Father Knows Best with Robert Young in the title role. Perhaps you'll agree that the thing about which Father Knows Best is trouble... Ralph Edwards then brings you truth or consequences and the fun really begins when a contestant misses a question and has to pay the consequences. Judy Canova adds to the mirth and merriment with hilarious comedy and also some songs in her own delightful style. Yes, and then Eddie Cantor brings you his show business show during which he reminisces about his years in the entertainment world. Every Thursday, listen to all these fine shows on most NBC stations. Next week, Bavaria, a manhunt and a woman. And that will be Steve Mitchell's dangerous assignment next week. Included in tonight's cast were Tony Barrett, Hal Gerard, Dan Riss, Paul Duboff, and Betty Lou Gerson. This is John Storm speaking.
2: Always tune where you hear the familiar NBC chime.
1: They're your invitation to find radio entertainment. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.